day of November, who wins the final game of 2014? The Ticats will get the football first. Calgary deferred. Did that surprise you? It, it did. Let's get this thing started. Brandon Banks is back along with Terrell Sinkfield, and it will be Sinkfield to start things off across the 25, and he gets brought down quickly there by Frank Beltre. So Zach Caleros makes his Great Cup starting debut in a stadium he has never played against a team he did not play this year because of injury early in the season. Zach Caleros, 8-5 and five on the season, but most importantly for Hamilton and their fans led the team to a 7-2 record in the back half, which equaled the record of the Calgary Stampeders in the back half of the season. He's ready to go. Number two passing teams and six receivers out. And the first pass is a completion to their leading receiver this year. Luke Tasker has the catch. Pickup of seven for Tasker. Our starters to watch on offense in this great cup championship starts with Zach Caleros at quarterback mentioned his record 8-5 in the regular season won his first playoff start last week against Montreal speaking of that game against the Alouettes Brandon Banks a new CFL record with 226 punt return yards and two touchdowns Andy Fantuz has more experience in great cup games than any player on the field here this evening second and three and the run the jet sweep, and it is Sinkfield brought down around the 38-yard line. Fred Bennett steps up from his corner, and it was close to a first down. And Andre Prue says it is a first down, and the chains move. Our starters to watch are brought to you by Napa Auto Parts, where custom advice comes standard. Calgary Stampeders defensively. Sean Lemon leads the way up front. 13 sacks in the season. Tied a league record with eight forced fumbles. The leader in that group, both vocally and by example, is Juwan Simpson at middle linebacker. And the playmaker, the adjusting linebacker, is Keon Raymond. Ticats a slow starting team this year in their last 10 games. Just 30 points in the opening quarter. Draw play to Grigsby. Bounces out. And a good run by Grigsby. Second level and a first down across the 50-yard line. 13 yards. Brandon Smith the tackle. Grigsby has provided a boost to the running game for the Ticats. Started the season with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Asked to be traded. Was granted that wish. And boys, he helped out with the injuries in the backfield to the Hamilton Tirecats. Nice run to try and establish that run game early. Get some balance in the offense. Got the run game started last week in the Eastern Final against Montreal. Grigsby had 46 yards rushing in the opening quarter. First down up at the 51. Back in his hands and straight ahead. And he'll get driven back after a pickup of about three yards to Ron Mayo leading that red surge. And take a look at the Hamilton Tiger Cats season. It didn't start well when they started off two and seven, but throughout that time, their head coach in Kent Austin, who three years as a head coach has made great cup appearances in all three of those years in the Canadian Football League, it always seemed like he had a plan. It came together in the back half of the season. That's why they won the division. That's why they're here in Vancouver. So Kalaros near midfield looks at second and seven. 
to one. Simpson on the blitz gets picked up. Morales taking a shot. Downfield and overthrows the intended target. That's the speedster Sinkfield. Buddy Jackson in great coverage on Terrell Sinkfield. He tries to run this post, and Zach Galera is trying to stretch things out to start this game. Sinkfield just going to run that skinny post one-on-one -on, -one on Buddy Jackson, and what a Western final Buddy Jackson had. Four knockdowns in that game. <laughs> yes, he did. Cedric Cunningham awkwardly handles the punt, and he'll be dropped there. Didn't want to let it bounce, but got caught in the middle. And Bo Levi Mitchell and the Stampeders get set to go to work after that 34-yard punt. Back with the Calgary possession after this. Temperature minus one on a crisp day in Vancouver. Surprisingly colder than the temperature at kickoff last year in Regina. But of course, we're comfortable indoors as Brad Cronus gets hit early by Eric Harris. No gain on the first carry by the top Canadian and leading rusher in the Canadian Football League. Well, starters to watch offensively for the Calgary Stampeders. It starts at quarterback with Bo Levi Mitchell out of Katy, Texas. All this guy knows is winning 16-2 career record early in this young career. John Cornish plays for Calgary, but he grew up here in the lower mainlands. So he's got tons of folks here at the Great Cup watching him, and Mo Price was the odd man out last week, gets a chance to play. He's a deep threat and a playmaker. Cornish 54 yards rushing two years ago. Flag comes down. Steps up, throws a completion, and there's Eric Rogers who has been red hot down the stretch for Calgary. 14 yard pickup pending the penalty flags. Four touchdown catches for Rogers in the last two games. As teams have tried to stop the run, Bolivar Mitchell's had to push the ball, and that's where Rogers comes in. Offside. Calgary number 87, five-yard penalty, still second down. Samara Chevano-Campo, who made a huge catch in the Western Final, was ahead of the snap. And it will be second down and 15. Very confident bowling by Mitchell all week long. Plays with such great composure. For a guy 25, four years old, plays like he's... A season veteran. Four man rush. Pocket collapsing. Intended for corners in the flat. And it will go down as a two and up to start for the Stampeders. Well, because of the penalty, put him in second and real long, even if John Cornish catches that, although we've seen him make a lot of people miss. In the open field, this would have been tough for Calgary to pick up the first down anyway. But he's just going to swing it out to Cornish out of the backfield. Once he makes his read to the left side of the formation, nothing there. This is the check down, and we're going to have to punt the ball away. There's the guy everybody's been talking about this week, Brandon Banks. Not me for the boot. And it will be Sinfield also back with the return. Three different Ticats returned punts for touchdowns this year. Good downfield cover by Adam Tebow and the Stampeders who are missing one of their aces on special teams, Glenn Love, for this great cup game. Back in the game program that has brought two teams here to watch 
the 102nd Grey Cup in the gold. Sir Johnny McDonald from Hamilton. And in the white, East Glen from Edmonton. Part of Nissan's terrific program supporting high school football. Claros to throw out of the backfield. Catch is made. And there's Moses Madu dragged down by Jamar Wall, but close to a first down, a pickup of nine. For the Oklahoma product, Moses Madu. Well, one of the weapons that everyone is talking about, as you mentioned, is Brandon Banks, who broke a CFL playoff record uh, in the Eastern Final against Montreal with 226 punt return yards. Two touchdowns, actually scored three, and had one called back. He will also play offense and is a playmaker. Not big, but plays big. 97 yards rushing on the year for Banks, second and one. It'll be great to be the football. Calgary may have it. It's scooped ahead. And the hot potato has been, I believe, reclaimed by the Ticats. What an opportunity for the Stamps. But they couldn't squeeze it. Deron Mayo forces the fumble. And a flag down on the play. And did one of those Stampeders get tackled in pursuit of the loose football? Can't interfere with a player trying to recover a loose ball. There is no infraction on the play. The ball was not intentionally batted forward. Hamilton recovered the football. It will be third down. So a loss of 29 on the Grigsby fumble. Hamilton Tiger Cats had gained 23 yards in the two punts and the exchange of those punts and were chipping away and getting the field position advantage. That just disappeared with that fumble. Brandon Smith, Jawan Simpson both had shots at the football. The left footer, Justin Medlock, high but not deep. Cunningham fields it then the no yards flags fly. That'll be a 15-yard penalty. And after the fumble, what an exchange of field position. Field flipped to just a 31-yard punt. And 15 to be tacked on against Ken Austin's crew. Well, Cedric Cunningham did a great job of getting underneath that football and catching it in the air. That draws the 15-yarder. No yards. Hamilton, number 45. During the return, illegal block. Calgary, number 47. Will go up five yards from where the ball was caught. First down, Calgary. It's hit to the Calgary sidelines. Here's Farhan Lalji. Chris, we know how much Bolivar Mitchell has won throughout his career, but he's not afraid to lose, and that's what drives him. He says he wakes up dreaming of watching the other team raise the championship trophy in the air and see the confetti fall on them. He's determined not to let that happen again, so his message following the Western Final was, we don't have it yet. He's also a keen student of the greatest CFL quarterbacks to play in this league, names like Dickinson and Calvillo, but he's most, imp he's most impressed by Warren Moon because of the number of championships he's won. He hopes to get there someday, guys. First down, Calgary. Tiger stacked the front, and Bowie by Mitchell has some time, and now throws wide open. Here's Eric Rogers with the catch, and he'll be brought down by the middle linebacker, Taylor Reed. 
Eli Mitchell has all day in the pocket to look across the field. He goes to his reads one after another, but has all kinds of time. And the Hamilton Tirecats load the line of scrimmage, but they're just not getting after it. Good protection up front. Brett Jones, the center, the outstanding offensive lineman in the Canadian Football League this year, leading the way for that group. They give Bill Levi Mitchell that much time. It's going to be a long day for the Hamilton Tirecats. 28 yard pickup. Again, they go with that eagle front, the Tirecats, five man front. And Bo Levi Mitchell has another completion, this time to his leading receiver, Markway McDaniel. That defense has some guys that can get after the quarterback, starting with Eric Norwood, led the, league, or led the team in sacks with 11, and those 11 in his last nine games. Ted Laurent, the Canadian, had eight sacks at defensive tackle. He'll be key against John Cornish in the run, and Delvin Bro playing that short side corner, is a lockdown cover man. So far, he's been on Maurice Price. Second and three from the tight cap. 20-yard line. Make the corners, and that's Rob Cote from Oxford. A little trip on the turf, but enough for the first down at the 15. Check that Tim St. Pierre, the fullback, and a Hamilton Needham. Well, Levi Mitchell, a little play action to John Cornish, a tendency breaker. St. Pierre, just a turf monster guy. So had to turn the corner. First trip to the red zone for the Stampeders, the best team in producing touchdowns inside the opponent's 20 this year, 76.7%. Cornish releases, they dump it back. procedure against Calgary there is no infraction in the play the ball was snapped prior to the whistle no infraction in the play will replay it Calgary Stampeders taking advantage of the rule change getting the quick snap the up-tempo offense you don't have to wait for the defensive substitutions offensively and but you do have to wait till the official blows play in. And so, Bowley by Mitchell to the sidelines, and Drew Tate, who handles most of the short yardage and led the league in rushing touchdowns with 10, comes into the game. Slides to the left, and he finds his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Calgary. Boy, he has a knack for that. In the CFL in 2014 in touchdowns with 10 rushing the football and it's not just follow the center every play for Drew Tate he'll take it off that right side he has the confidence to take it off the left side run along the line of scrimmage before he gets upfield he's been great at it all year long high play drive 55 yards 
Alex Paredes the extra point. So Hamilton had the football at midfield, second and one. A fumble changes field position. And Calgary capitalizes for the opening points of this game. Paredes kicking it off, and this time Brandon Banks will field it. Speedy Banks trying to get up to speed, but corralled at the 29 by the Stampeders. Well, you talked about the field position advantage that Calgary gained through that fumble created by Deron Mayo, and that's when Bo Levi Mitchell went to work, has all kinds of time on first down, finds Eric Rogers. Then it's off to his most consistent receiver, Mark William McDaniel, most consistent during the regular season. Little changeup to Big Nick Lewis, the veteran on the shovel pass, put it on the doorstep for Drew Tate. 7 nothing Calgary. Get the ball right back to Grigsby. Great pursuit. Stopped behind the line of scrimmage. Jawan Simpson, the middle linebacker, three-time Western All-Star, and Brandon Smith. A couple of guys from the 2008 Great Cup champions make the play. Well, he is the leader. And what a great Western final. Former defensive captain of Alabama. Jawan Simpson plays big when the games are most important. Prominent last week, as you could see, the seven tackles and a sack. And they're watching in Decatur, Alabama, on ESPN2 here. And a welcome to all viewers sent to the border to our national championship game. Second down, and Sinkfield has it go through his hands. Jamar Wall is in coverage, so two and up for the Ticats. First time in the game that the Ticats have had to try and bounce back from adversity. The adversity created by Deron Mayo when he knocked the ball out of Nick Grigsby's hands. That turns into a seven-point deficit. And this young team averages about 26 years old across the board. Now got to battle back from adversity. They need to stop right away here. A couple of short punts so far from Medlock. Line drive boot here. And the Calgary Stampeders will have good field position. John Cornish, of course, from Kansas, and the best single season rushing totals in Kansas history, beating Gail Sears and John Riggins, 2006, over 1,400 yards. You don't get any bigger names than those two. Says he has a move list and one dedicated to Gail Sears. earlier Chris that they're starting to feature him in the offense this time he plays to the wide side of the field four receivers out that side he's number two just sits down in the hole his own defense against the Hamilton Tiger Cats but he's usually just been on that short side wide out position in those three games they're moving him around and featuring him a little more on consecutive completions for Mitchell 
snap. Corners tries the right side. And he is upended at the line of scrimmage. He's the best running back in the Canadian Football League. And once again was given the John Cornish Award. Or I should say the outstanding Canadian in the CFL award, but it's becoming that. Three straight years for John Cornish. Keep in mind, last year was the MOP in the league as well and was named Canada's Male Athlete of the Year, which of course includes all sports in the country. The Lou Marshall Award. Two carries, no yards, but we're already seeing the dilemma that Calgary puts you in. You can stop Cornish, but now can you stop Mitchell? Second and ten. Black Price is a snap in the way. And they'll halt play. Look like the tie catch jump prematurely. I think Taylor Reed moved into the neutral zone, the middle linebacker, but was he drawn? Illegal procedure. Calgary number 69. Five-yard penalty. Still second down. Well, they're going to call it on the top offensive lineman in the lead, the center, Brent Jones. Second straight year, a Weyburn guy has been named the top offensive lineman in the league. That's back-to-back for Weyburn. Brendan Levat for Saskatchewan, the offensive lineman of the year in 2013. And Brett Jones, also from Weyburn this year. That's off to Mike Hoffman, the offensive line coach in Weyburn for producing that kind of talent. Second and 15, and they're jumping. Un-Calgary-like. Love the demeanor of Bo Levi Mitchell, who's 24 years old. Calgary number 60. Five-yard penalty. Still second down. Back guard this time, Shane Berkman. Yeah, back-to-back procedure calls, and you can see that Bolivar Mitchell trying to settle down that huddle. Stampeders the least penalized team in the CFL this year. See what he's got on second and 20. One man rush and he'll roll up. Pursuit throws back. Got a man. Another catch. Brought down by the safety, Craig Butler. But it is a Calgary first down on second and 20. Bo Levi Mitchell rushed the ball 35 times for just over 200 yards, but he does this a ton. And that's to buy time and extend the play with his legs. Look at his mobility. Doesn't like what he sees. Gets outside the pocket to buy himself some more time, and he finds his target wide open over the middle. Charbonneau Campo was a Hamilton Tiger Cat. Let go. And the Stampeders excited to acquire him. First down. And the pass caught by Maurice Price, who was not in the Western final. Takes the spot. Bo of Joe West in this game. Yeah, Bo Levi Mitchell's parents named him after Bo Jackson, and Bo knows winning. Take a look at his high school record, 29-1, and and a state championship in an undefeated season. Started at SMU and traveled and transferred to Eastern Washington in his junior year, won a national championship there, and has tied a CFL record for starts and wins out of the gate for quarterback. Short yardage and a surge for a first down on the final play of the quarter, and in the opening 15 minutes, 
Foley by Mitchell hits six different receivers. Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. First quarter stats tell you that even if you stop John Cornish, you don't necessarily stop the Stampeders. Yeah, absolutely. The Hamilton Tiger Cat defense has a good game plan so far to stop or control John Cornish, but then you have to deal with the passing arm of Bowley by Mitchell. I think in that first quarter, Chris, he's done just an excellent job of extending plays, moving outside the pocket, and finding open receivers. If you're Orlando Steinauer, the defensive coordinator for Hamilton, then what adjustments do you make? Well, you might have to start sending more pressure to try and get him on the run. Here comes pressure. Mitchell connects again. Michael McDaniel gets tossed out by Brandon Stewart. And perhaps fortunate not to be flagged on that tackle. A 14-yard pickup for another former Ticat receiver. Boy, offensive coordinator Dave Dickinson in his six-year coaching, former outstanding player at the quarterback position in the Canadian Football League back in 2000. I asked him about running the ball to John Cornish. He got the best tailback in the game. You just keep feeding it to him. He said, I'm not going to beat my head against the wall. If they've got a good game plan, we'll find another way. That's what they're doing right now. In the postseason, Stamps are four for four, scoring touchdowns in the red zone. First down. Stewart didn't look back, didn't try to play the ball, and it looked like he grabbed Eric Rogers, who had a couple of touchdowns last week, and this is a guy who... Pass interference, Hamilton number nine, the fall to Kurt Ingold, the ball will be placed on the one-yard line, automatic first down. There is no question there, and there will be no challenge, although in this game, for the first time ever in football, both coaches will have the ability to challenge defensive pass interference. We won't see it there. The three take back in. The short yardage specialist this time left side. to Calgary, it's against Hamilton. Major foul, face mask, Hamilton number nine. A 15-yard penalty will be enforced on the kickoff. Touchdown has been scored on the play. So a tough series for Brandon Stewart, who was victimized last week. Three times by S.J. Green in the East Final. Great confidence by Drew Tate to take the ball along the line of scrimmage as long as he does. Seven plays, 66 yards. Drew Tate, the backup quarterback, has a pair of rushing touchdowns 
and it's 14-0 Calgary. A pair of touchdowns for Drew Teat. And boldly by Mitchell, sizzling hot to start. Eight of nine for 117 yards. Stamps have 10 first downs. The Cats have two. Yeah, Londo Steinhauer may have to start sending pressure. Bo Levi Mitchell is doing a nice job of calmly moving around and changing the launch point. We've got to try and rattle him a little bit if that's possible. Regular season. A couple of wins by Calgary. 10-7 and 30-20. Their last meeting was August the 16th. Pegs from one yard deep in his end zone trying to get outside. Speedy cuts back and well contained there by Keon Raymond to limit the damage. As we head to the Hamilton sidelines, here's Sarah Orleski. Well, Chris, if Luke Tasker wants any advice on what it's like to play in a championship game, he doesn't need to look any farther than his father, Steve Tasker, generally considered one of the greatest special teams players in the NFL. He was a part of those Buffalo Bills teams that made four consecutive Super Bowl appearances. Steve usually is an NFL analyst for CBS. He got the game off, though. He is here. I spoke to him this morning. I asked him what advice he's given Luke. He said, play with joy. Play as if you're starring in the backyard. And he says he's going to be more nervous watching Luke than he ever was playing in any of his own Super Bowls. Big series for the Cats and a big catch for Andy Fantuz playing in his fifth grade cup. A first down for the Thai Cats, a 21-yard pickup up across the 45. Yeah, Luke Tasker plays the game a lot like Andy Fantuz, very similar receiver. He's going to make the catch here and try and get something positive and maybe stop this Calgary momentum, get a drive together for the Hamilton offense. And Luke Tasker and Andy Fantuz are very similar receivers. Talk about having to be patient against Rich Stubler's Calgary defense. A couple of possession receivers like Tasker and Fantuz can help extend drives. Pilaros takes off first time and he'll slide across the 50. Short pickup for, for Zach, a three-yard gain. Luke Tasker in just his second season led the Hamilton Tiger Cats in almost every receiving category possible, including clutch catches on second down. 30 of them. Yards after catch, of course, his dad, Steve, great, tough, intense special teams player, seven-time pro bowler. And, you know, Luke has this demeanor about him that you wouldn't think he plays with great intensity, but he absolutely does. Follows his father's footsteps there for sure. Second and seven. Five men out, and there's Caleros on a roll over the pass. Incomplete and tended for Banks. In some traffic with Juwan Simpson in the neighborhood, and there's Fred Bennett. And Zach Caleros may have to start doing that a little bit more. If Caleros finished second in the league to Mike Riley in Edmonton, rushing the football from the quarterback position. We saw a glimpse of it there. He missed his target when he got outside there, but he may have to take off and run, try and break down this Calgary defense. Medlock the boot. Cunningham back around his 14. A better kick by Medlock. 47-yard punt. And Cunningham gets swarmed back inside the 15. Orlando Steinhauer's defense generated six sacks in the regular season against Calgary. The only team to have a four-sack game 
against the Stamps, who protect their quarterbacks very well. Now, they've got the horses up front defensively. They may have to go to some linebacker or secondary pressure, though. Worst field position start for Calgary. Back at their 14, and they'll toss the screen to Cornish. And John Cornish tripped up as he reaches the 29-yard line. Exactly what happened in the Western Final against the Edmonton Eskimos. John Cornish was contained in the run game by the Edmonton defense and the way Calgary countered that. And again, tremendous play calling by Dave Dickinson, their offensive coordinator, is to get John Cornish out of the backfield in the passing game, whether it be shovel passes or dumping it to him out of the backfield. That gets him in space. Has seen seven different receivers catch passes. Now Cornish straight ahead. Courtney Stephen moves up to help bring down the new Westminster product. Edmonton had shut down the Calgary run early in the Western Final. And Dave Dickinson started to get Cornish involved in the passing game. This little shovel pass, just magic. And you see Cornish at his best once he gets in the open field and gets that downhill speed going. He is tough to bring down. Edmonton couldn't catch him until it was too late. That 78-yarder, the longest pass play of the year for the Stampeders, or the longest pass play in playoff history for the Stampeders. Saw that matchup of Dickinson against Steinauer. It's second and six. And looks like he was going to throw that one away. Nick Lewis almost caught up to it. But it falls incomplete, and it will be third down. And I think that's exactly what he did, Chris. Is didn't like what he saw in the coverage and got a little bit of pressure this time, and therein lies the difference. When he's had success throwing the football, he's moved around, bought himself lots of time, and has the ability to get those throwing windows. 9 of 11 passing, that's the key. Get a little pressure on him. Didn't like what he saw, and he threw it away. Last time Calgary faced Brandon Banks, they held him to 29 punt return yards on four touches. See what he does here, starting at the 29, gets a block, now tries to get to the edge, and does, but it's going to be Clip will be called against Ed Ganey as Banks was turning the corner. And Frank Beltre of Calgary's been shaken up on the play. During the return, illegal block, Hamilton number 29, 10-yard penalty, first down. So it is Ganey as they march it back. We'll take another look at Brandon Banks. Getting bumped into the Hamilton bench. Stamps will try and keep him under wraps tonight. You're watching the 102nd Great Cup. Getting a taste of the atmosphere they'll be playing under in 2015 here at home. Zach Kalaros. He throws his strike, and there is Sammy Jaguar with his first catch. Had three last year. At Mosaic, an eight-yard pickup, and a much different ad 
atmosphere for the Ticats this year than was the case a year ago in the Great Cup game. They ended up in a hornet's nest in Mosaic Stadium. And Tommy Condell, the offensive coordinator for Hamilton, now may want to talk to Zach Caleros about taking off and running when he has the opportunity. He's had some running lanes. So far, Calgary defense playing pretty well against Seal Prime and Landon Rice lined up at tight end. Second and about a yard and a half. And straight ahead. That's a first down run for Grigsby. No surprise the Calgary defense has played as well as they have all year when their leader, Rich Stubler, four-time cup winner. Been in Hamilton in 86 when they won Edmonton, BC, and Toronto for championships. And boy, he's got a great mix in this defense of veterans like Jawan Simpson and leaders in the middle of that defense and playmakers in the back end like Jamar Wall, who tied for the league lead in interceptions. Was Madu with the carry and a six yard pickup gives Hamilton a first down. Six receivers there. And that should be another Hamilton first down. That's what I'm talking about. The comparison with Andy Fantus, Chris, is that he's a time and space type of receiver. And what I mean by that is he has a good sense of exactly when to sit down with his zone defense and when to run through and continue on his route when it's man-to-man defense. That time, Rich Stuber called his own. He got the drops from the linebackers, and Fantus and Luke Tasker just sat in those holes, and it was Tasker with the ball. Stamps defense dares you to be patient. First and ten, pressure on. Polaros has a big Brandon has got it down at the 25-yard line. Well, there's a little taste of what Zach Polaros can do with a little bit of an ad-lib under pressure. You know, he admitted to me early in the week that he was going to be nervous for this game when it started. It may be settling in because you're right, Zach Polaros is going to move around in the pocket starting to collapse but he keeps his eyes up keeps his eyes down the field and he finds Brandon Banks says when things start to break down that's called the jazz section when he has to improvise a little bit and he does for a 36 yard connection with Brandon Banks so to the Calgary 25 it's a first down Cats short drop another quick hitter and another catch for Luke Tasker in the Eastern Final last week. Six-yard pickup for Tasker here. Well, last year, just three catches, but Luke Tasker is going to pass that in this great cup. Last year's great cup, his first. And Kent Austin found Luke Tasker at Cornell. He's coaching down in the U.S. in the Ivy League. Saw the Hamilton numbers in the red zone. Their percentage rise during the regular season. That'll be more efficient here in the score zone. Pressure on. Putting it into the end zone and out of bounds. Pharrell Sinkfield closest Ticat to the ball, but I think Caleros just wanted to make sure a Calgary player didn't get their hands on the football. Yeah, under pressure, I, I believe it's going to be Deron Mayo again who's causing the problems for this Hamilton offense. And made a couple of big plays already. He's going to break outside of contain, getting chase on, on Zach Claus, and that's why he had to throw that away. 
Well, Justin Medlock on a 26-yard attempt. 88% in the regular season. The 
short yardage team back off for Tiki. And for touchdowns, had a little trouble with that snap, but didn't get very far, but only needed the few chain links. Ted Laurent was on him immediately. Looked like he may have fallen forward for enough. He only needed a couple of inches. There's the top Canadian in the East this year. But this defense hasn't had an answer so far in the first half. No, they, they've tried to rely on four-man pressure, and it's been successful all year long up front, especially in the back half of the season, led by Ted Laurent and Eric Norwood. But just the mobility of Bo Levi Mitchell and his composure once he gets outside of containment has really hurt this Hamilton defense. Going to bring the chains out to confirm whether or not Tate Reached first down territory. And that's how close it was. But it is a first down. Snap was good. Just bobbled by Drew Tate. Boy, but he scoops it and dives forward. Ted Laurent trying to pull him back short of that first down. They get a new set inside the 10. First and goal, a drive that started at the Calgary 23. Six play upcoming. Number one rush team in the league doing it by pass so far tonight. And it's incomplete. Markway McDaniel slipped the intended target on that little screenplay. Rondo Steinhauer has yet to send much more than five-man pressure. Usually when you're backed up, shadowed your own goal post, that's when you are going to go straight man-to-man -man across the board and try and get some help, maybe from safety Craig Butler. Or one of those linebackers. Second and goal. Out at the four by Brandon Stewart, it'll be third down. Ticats needed that stop. Yes, they do, and they should get the ball back with time to try and break the goose egg and get a little momentum going in at halftime. It slipped away last year on Kent Austin's Hamilton Tiger Cats quickly when that snowball started to roll downhill. It was impossible for him to stop. See if that offense can, can chip away here. Gets a point before the half. Paredes puts it through. It's 17-0. It was 31-6 last year at the half. Hamilton trailing Saskatchewan. Well, it looks like Rich Stuber's defensive game plan is to do what's been working and to continue not to, to worry too much about any individual receiver or any individual guy on the Hamilton offense. He hasn't really doubled anyone, hasn't looked to Brandon Banks when he's been out there. He's playing their game. Tycats needs some first half points. It hits to Sinfield and he skips over one, breaks the tackle, and gets to the 45 and a first down. Going into 
into that short side of the field, and Rich Stubler told me during the week that Jamar Wall, Fred Bennett, in combination with Keon Raymond, when they get into that side together, and right now they're on the wide side of the field, he thinks they're the best group of defensive backs he's worked with in his career. For the five starting DBs have played all 18 in the Western Final Four. Going to get some help from the fullback here in CO Prime. He's going to get the edge a little bit more, get some help there from the left tackle. I believe it's Jake Olson that's going to step up and he gets the corner. That's how Nick Grigsby can get outside now. They've cut off Juwan Simpson, the middle linebacker and run stopper. Now they do have a chance for points before the half. 19 for Grigsby, who had 890, the bulk of that production with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So the Cats are driving. First down. At the strip, 45. Tomorrow steps up. He's got a look at And it's a touchdown. Brandon Banks. Speedy catches up to it. And it's a 45-yard Ticat touchdown. Did you see the acceleration and speed? Seven, 153 pounds in the program according to his trainer 143 pound Brandon Banks he put it in another gear and ran that ball down I thought from our vantage point Kalaros said overthrow him as a receiver here in the first half tonight. By formation and play call, it gives him a little help. Sinkfield's going to come down here. You see Tasker. Watch Banks come out of that motion and then just shoot it down the hash marks. Get some help from Tasker. He draws some attention. Banks is clean down the middle. That's a bust in the coverage for the Calgary Stampeders. But you're right, Chris. He accelerates to that football. Watch this next gear when he sees it in the air. Puts it in high gear and runs it down. Fifty-six second drive by Zach Kolaris, and it was a huge one. First postseason touchdown pass tossed by Kolaris, and 81 seconds left, and suddenly it's a 10-point game. So a stop by the Ticats defense. They got it right there. When Calgary had first and goal, and now a quick response by Kent Austin's offense. the 35-yard line by the McMaster product, Mike Daly, Speedy B, Brandon Banks, the smallest player in, I think, football history and maybe in sports in North America. In fact, we did a little research. Now, his trainer says he's 143. He says he's 153. Players do that all the time. But there's no one smaller in professional sports. Any game, certainly not football, but man, does he play big. And that was some acceleration. 
listed at 153, and then he admitted this week, no, it's under 150. <laughs> the trainer gave us the goods. Catch across the 45-yard line. And McDaniel has eight. Well, Zach Kolaris with a good 56-second drive, and that strike to Brandon Banks has given Bo Levi Mitchell enough time to answer that score. Fourth catch for McDaniel. And this could be a real deflator if Mitchell can respond. Second and two. Ticats may get the football back here with a little time in the first half. Just notice the Hamilton Tiger Cats and Alondo Steinhauer switched Delvin Bro. His shutdown short side corner put him on Eric Rogers. Eric Rogers did a lot of damage so far in this first half and in this championship game. So he's moved Delvin Bro over here now and he's matched him up on number 80. I'll look and see if they keep that matchup in the second half. I think it's a great idea. John Cornish, four carries, five yards here in the first half. Calgary will punt on third and one. Neighbor kicking to that guy named Banks. special teams with 23 tackles during the regular season he just took that 143 pound returner and Brandon Banks and ragged all of them Mark Killam the special teams coordinator said they're gonna punt the ball to Brandon Banks even though Banks had three touchdowns one called back in the Eastern final and 226 yards it said they're not scared they're gonna kick it to him one of the top, but again, we mentioned no Glenn Love who had 20 for Calgary, but McCartney gets the job done. Interesting to see how Hamilton handles this. Hand off inside. And Grigsby has six. Well, I, I think you handle it by pedal to the metal. You can get 24 seconds, you get three plays squeezed in here and maybe get in field goal range. He all of a sudden grabbed a huge chunk of momentum going in at halftime. And that throw to Brandon Banks got to give Zach Kolaros a lot of confidence going into that second half. But they are huddling with the clock running. Yeah. So maybe one shot here to see if they can get into field goal range with one play. Second and four. Closing speed of Deron Mayo. He's made some plays in this first half. The clock runs up through Quarterback sneaks. As the Stampeders built a 17-0 lead and then the Polaros touchdown strike to Brandon Banks. 
10-point lead as we get set for the second half of the 102nd Great Cup game. There are the numbers through 30 minutes of football. Well, Levi Mitchell on pace for over 400 yards passing and has picked up a lot of those yards when he's extended plays. Scrambling, getting outside a contain like the panel mentioned at halftime. Hamilton's got to contain Will Levi Mitchell. And James Duffy is bang on. Brandon Banks has given Hamilton Tiger Cats some hope. See if they can carry some of the momentum from that touchdown of 45 yards by Banks. Fifth different team in the last five years will be awarded the Grey Cup here tonight. Montreal, BC, Toronto, Saskatchewan, the last four winners. Calgary and Hamilton with the game still in the balance as we start the third quarter. Cunningham and Walter back, and it will be Cedric Cunningham from his 11. And he will reach the 30 before he gets stacked up. Led by Craig Butler on the cover team. Let's take a look at the first half for Bowley by Mitchell. Hamilton Tiger Cats had a good defensive game plan to control John Cornish in the first half, so Bowl went to work, used a lot of targets, used play action as Matt Dunningham and Jock Kleinman mentioned at halftime, but it was his mobility. It was moving around in the pocket, changing the launch point, using all his targets, and his receivers reacting back to the football when he scrambled. 220 yards in that first half because of that. They've got the pass game in high gear in the last two and a half starts. 970 passing yards. And they come out swinging here. Mo Price, a defender falls. And Rico Murray will drag him down at the 51. After a slip by Brandon Stewart. Brandon Stewart's in pretty good position. It's just a timing throw from Bo Levi Mitchell on the out to Maurice Price. But on the turn, you can see that Brandon Stewart went down. He's had a back-to-back -back tough couple of games or a game and a half at this point. Wanda Steinhauer said he's one of the guys that have been a leader in that back end. 19 for Price, and now they step up that defensive line and pitch to Cornish. across midfield he was bounced by Simone Lawrence but it is the longest run of the night for John Corner seven yards Simone Lawrence little pack popping here he steps in led, led the Hamilton Tiger Cats of tackles with 78 let them in tackles for yards. They need plays like that if they're going to come back in this football game. But you got to wrap up John Cornish. Second. And just over three. Mitchell the throw. Underneath the throws again. Not going to get there. Dragged down by the defensive end, the mobile Eric Norwood. When he sees Cornish come out of the backfield, this this looks to me like this is film study for Norwood, who, who is going to just watch how he widens when Cornish gets out of that backfield. He's going to widen up with him, almost like he's covering the star tailback one-on-one. Then he sees that Maurice Price has the ball, steps up, and holds him short of the first down. Norwood, a great story. He was benched for three games. His job was in a precarious position he came back in at 11 second half of the season sacks here's Banks after a 49-year punt made by the crease 
been rocked. 44-yard punt return by Brandon Banks, but he gets upstaged by the block. Justin Hickman, athletic enough to be playing on the punt return team, and he catches Rob Maber when he wasn't looking. He was focused in on Brandon Banks, and he just drops him. Maber's having some issues on the sideline from Brampton. Right, his college ball at golf. Understandably wobbly as he went to the sidelines. We will likely see Paradis in the punt. Best field position start for the Ticats. And a catch for Luke Tasker across midfield for six. Get Brandon Banks going in those punt returns. Johnny Rogers in 1975 in the playoff game had 175. Larry Taylor, 203 in 2008 when Calgary last won the Great Cup. And Brandon Banks broke those records last week at 226. He gets going in these punt returns. And Hamilton can come back. All-purpose yards leader this year. Just under 2,000. Second and four. Zach Colossus is not completing the pass on second down. A flag comes down as Grant is dropped at the Calgary 35. A yeah, real interesting stat in that first half. Zach Kalaros had 155 yards passing in the first half. All on first down was 9 for 9 on first down. And on second down, 0 for 4. This would be his first completion if it stands. Looks like this is coming back from the reaction of the... Illegal interference, blocking downfield prior to the ball being caught. Hamilton number 14, 10-yard penalty, still second down. So Sinkfield called. Terrell Sinkfield can he can protect himself if he feels like he's getting jammed here by Buddy Jackson. What he can't do is run over him and block him with the football not been thrown yet downfield. That's the penalty. He's going to take that second down, catch the first one of the game for Hamilton off the board. Sinkfield with the hammer, not the nail there. Puts his team in second and long. So back at the top of the game. Second down, plus. Well, Mason pursuit and Deron Mayo with ill intent chased him into the tight get bench. Yeah, Deron Mayo had a first half. He had a great first half. He's quick to the football here in this game tonight. It looked like Zach Kalaros might have had the corner and had the edge maybe pick up. Not sure if he gets to first down territory, but once again, Deron Mayo, watch how quickly he closes when he sees Kalaros just take off and run. And... Number four, wise to get out of bounds. And Midlock looking to pin. Great protection right there. Cunningham across, fields it right at the 15, and not going anywhere as he has dropped to try and loop it out of there. But the whistle sounds. And that's where Calgary will scrimmage the football. Four minutes into the third quarter, the 100-second Great Cup.
Parkway McDaniel, four catches, 34 yards. So the first half with more on hey, him. On, Let's join for right Thanks, Chris. And McDaniel is really motivated in facing his former team, even though Kent Austin and many of the others weren't there at the time. Now, the last time he faced, or last time he played for Hamilton for a full season, he had close to 1,000 yards receiving. The following year, he was blown up on a play by Etienne Boulay. And after that, he admits that he got alligator arms going over the middle, which is partially why he got released. Calgary picked him up. He was on the practice roster during that 2012 run to the Grey Cup. And during his time practicing, he spent a great deal of time taking contact in practice. You really see that for receivers at the professional level. They wanted to get that out of his system, and it showed this year when he got hurt with a broken hand and had to miss six games. He came back and didn't miss a beat. Last visit here, 12 catches. Mitchell under pressure, dumps it off. And there on cue is Marco Bataino with a big catch in. He takes a hit from the middle linebacker, Taylor Reed. And missed those six games due to injury and still led the Calgary Stampede receiving corps this year. Finished 11th in the league. And he's the he's the last option for Bo Levi Mitchell. This time now Hamilton trying to keep him in the pocket. Are not as aggressive getting upfield. That's a big first down for Calgary. Remember Rob Maver on the sidelines may not be available. Rene Paredes may have to be called in to punt. Get a little better field position. First down, Mitchell. And the out is on time and on target. And once again, it's Eric Rogers working against Brandon Stewart and has his fourth catch of the night. I love Dave Dickinson's offensive coordination here and what he's trying to do and get personnel-wise. He puts out here on Delvin Bro. He's going to put Nick Lewis and eat up Delvin Bro's cover ability and put his hottest receiver, Eric Rogers, in the inside. Now he's on Brandon Stewart. Brandon Stewart is struggling in this game. Struggled a little bit last week in the Eastern Final. They're getting the matchups they want. Rodgers has 99 yards already. scene to bring him down at the 48-yard line pickup of around six this guy has been money Eric Rogers three games October 27th he played Saskatchewan has five catches in his first game with the stamps in November 7th the end of the season regular season 77 yards and a couple of touchdowns and he's been on a roll they're getting him on the matchups they want so the first game was well let's give this guy a look the second game hey can he do it again and then they figure out he's a keeper second and five pressure ball into the block Maurice Price and Rico Murray just hung on got enough clocks to up in Price who might have been home free but another first down it's a 12-yard pickup from Mitchell to Price. John Hopnagel had a had a, a good problem going into these playoffs. He had so many playmakers in the receiving core that some of these guys had to rest when they were healthy. Maurice Price did it last week. Joe West is not dressed, was on the 46, did not make the dress lineup for this great cup championship. And he's a threat, but because of Eric Rogers, because of Maurice Price, Joe West has to sit this one out. Desperation tackle by Murray. They go inside again. And Rogers again. Working against Brandon Stewart. He's over 100 on the night.
He's done it from the wideout spot. They put him into the short side of the field. They put him at the two receiver, the slot back spot. And then when they put three receivers, four to one side, he's either one that three or four spot. So Dave Dickinson focusing on Eric Rogers. Orlando Steiner can't get Delvin Bro on or hasn't all that much yet. Out of the pistol on second and one play action fake. Thank you. Flag comes down and Mitchell's going to keep this one away. And we'll check what Andre Pooh has. Ted Laurent lost his hat. And the flag against the Stampeders. And those hats don't just fall off on their own. Illegal block, ends to the face, Calgary number 63, 10-yard penalty, still second down. Pierre Lavert, two into the game, the number one draft choice. And Ted Laurent right in here, and he's coming up on Pierre Lavert, two, gets his hands up in the grill of Ted Laurent. He continues to bull rush there, pops his hat off, and bully by Mitchell threw it away. So second and long. The drive started at the own 15. This is the seventh play. Trying to extend it. Hamilton sets pressure. And Mitchell steps up. Gets away. Over the middle. He's got another completion. Although Rico Murray trying to sell that the ball was incomplete. Pitch by Cedric Cunningham. You heard the panel talk at halftime about losing contain. The Hamilton Tiger Cats can't lose contain. It's going to be the middle linebacker here, Taylor Reed, that's coming on this stunt. He's going to be the guy that has contain on Bull Levi Mitchell. Look, he's outside now. He can't get that high. He's got to break down there, not let him out of the pocket. If he does, he's done all kinds of damage when he's on the run outside of that pocket. So over 300 for Mitchell at 309. Double tight ends. They pitch two corners. And corners lunging and gets up in the forward momentum. We'll give him a few. And I talked to linebackers across the league throughout the regular season about playing against John Cornish. And they say, you know, he's so good downhill that he falls for three or four yards. Even when you tackle him. He picks up three or four yards. Now, Hamilton did a great job in that first half controlling John Cornish. Just four carries for five yards. Bo Levi Mitchell is the guy that's been hurting. By the way, our guys in the truck confirming that last play by Cunningham was indeed a catch. So three for Cornish, second and seven. Extra men stay in the block. But there's still pressure, and now Mitchell steps up and runs away. He's got a first down, and will step out around the Hamilton 16. Well, that's that's like a dagger. You know, it, this is one of those plays that completely demoralizes the defense. They've got finally got him in containment. They finally got his big play receivers covered. And he takes off and breaks down the defense with his legs. He only had a couple yards rushing in the first half, but he was moving all around, extending plays. Five first downs on this current Calgary drive. Is there anything Bo Levi Mitchell can't do? First down, quarter. Down to the 12. Tackle again made by the 
middle linebacker, Taylor Reed. The guy knows winning. Tied Jackie Parker. The Edmonton Eskimos for the best start of any quarterback in the 102-year history of this game at 15-2 and then won that first playoff start last week against Edmonton. Has the lead here. Can he keep it? He's looking good. Real good. Huge drive here. In the third quarter, Ticats got to stop last time they were down here. Fake to corners. And the pass falls incomplete. The pressure, and Brandon Stewart tells you he tipped the pass. Yeah, he did. He got his hands on it. And Alonzo Steinauer takes Brandon Stewart, struggled a little bit in coverage over the last game and a half, and take him and put him on a half-back blitz. Told me he's been a leader, especially in the second half. A guy that has really got that secondary together, galvanized that group, and he makes a play there. Put the field goal on, team on for Calgary. Take holding for Paradise. 19 yards out. 13-point Calgary lead. Hamilton opts to take the ball at the 35 with the return men they have. Is that a little bit surprising? Right. Yeah, it might be a little surprising because you want to see if you can get the ball back into Brandon Banks' hand for you. Might be easier offensively than on a kickoff return. There's dancing around. Takes a hit. Took a heavy hit on the play from Freddie Bishop. to Charleston Hughes that knocked him out of last week's game and the rest of the season. Just outside of the left side of your screen, Freddie Bishop at rush in. A little rip move up, gets the hands away from him, cuts underneath, and pretty hard hit on Zach Claus. Loss of three, second and 13. Looks for the clutch, he's in trouble, and dumps it off to Sinfield. He has to make people miss, and he gets nailed as he gets one to Junior Turner from his defensive line position. Makes the hit. Terrell Sinfield was, was wide open for that entire play, but Zach Caleros wanted to play to the field. He takes a quick look that side. And then when it breaks down, meanwhile, Terrell Sinkfield is wide open over there and had been the whole time. If Claro saw him early, that's a first down. Good punt here by Medlock, a slick and cutting hammer. He gets run down there. Tackle made by Arnaud Gascon Nadeau. Folks, especially this year, let's always appreciate and honor the sacrifice for our men and women in the Canadian Forces. Mitchell again and Lucinda. It's brought down Taylor Reed has the tackle in the two games of the regular season. There were six sacks by Hamilton, and Reed had three of them. We like to almost dedicate the game every year to our men and women. True Team Canada, Canadian Forces, somewhere around the world. One of our soldiers is protecting our way of life, protecting our freedoms, protecting strangers they don't even know. They are True Team Canada. 
quarter. Second and ten. The screen. Curtis. It takes a hit across the 40. There is a flag at the end of the play. 17 for Cornish. They haven't been able to spring Cornish just yet. But John Hupnagel knows that. Stay with them. After yards were gained, holding Calgary number 16, 10-yard penalty, first down. So the penalty against Markway McDaniel after Cornish had the first down. They'll bring it back to the 26, but it will be a first down for the St. Peters. Markway McDaniel's to the right of your screen. And as this play develops, he's going to go down and, and block on Granite Stewart. And he kind of holds his arm, split second long, and then immediately knew the flag was on him, kind of waved at the official like he didn't agree. But you're right, Mitchell will get the first down, just lose the yardage. Come back at the 26 and back into the hands of Cornish. Not much there. That's been the story so far tonight. The job on John Cornish, but not on Bo Levi Mitchell. He had one 300-yard passing game in 2014. Of course, tremendous record, and it was all about the wins and the losses for him. But now in back-to-back postseason games, the Western Final 336, and he's over 300 and counting. The breakup here tonight. See what Orlando Steinauer does here. Showing pressure, only sending three. Second and second. And Nick Lewis doesn't make the catch. No, I don't think he did. That was right in front of our location. And as that ball came down low, like he used the ground to help him make the catch. 11-year veteran, over 11,000 yards. And watch how he... Got Wands hops and uses the turf to help him catch that one. 11 years, a guy who is about 805 for over 11,000 in his career. You saw Maver take that huge hit from Hickman. He's on the sidelines, and Rene Paredes now into the game as a punter. And again, Brandon Banks is back off the side of his foot. Doesn't turn out to be a a bad kick because not much room for Banks to work with. 38-yard punt and a limited return. Just one sack in our game tonight. Our sack tally brought to you by Purelator, tackling hunger across Canada. Chip, that's pretty good, folks. I mean, that's a lot of food for the people who need it in our country. Saskatchewan won the race, 64 on the season, led by John Chick, who led the league in sacks. We've got some guys that are pretty good at it in this game in this great cup. Eric Norwood's one of them. Sean Levin, another, had 13 on the season. That's off to Chris Schultz and the Pureleader people for another great year. Here's Galales throwing high. Sinkfield brought it down and he gets taken down quickly by Keon Raymond on the final play of the third quarter. <laughs>
Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. The last nine Grey Cup winners have won the time of possession. Check the time of possession in the third quarter. Very lopsided for the Calgary Stampeders in the third quarter and over the three quarters, almost 10 minutes more time of possession for this offense for the Calgary Stampeders led by Bo Levi Mitchell. Now, Rennie Parrott is punting, may become a story in this fourth quarter. That was a low driving kick that's returnable by a guy like Brandon Banks. Nevertheless, a big drive in the middle of that quarter by by Bo Levi Mitchell, 6.32 on 11 plays to get them out of a, a bit of a jam when it looked like Paradez might have to kick deep in his own zone. So he stopped the four, second and four. Ticats with the football. Polaros dancing, unloads a little side on toss, and Tasker's got a first down with his fifth catch into Calgary territory, number two in the league this year in second down conversion catches with 30. That's a big one. It's created by Zach Kolaros as well, who's going to beat the blitz. But watch Tasker on the outside. He cuts underneath right in front of Ron Mayer. So that the first second down conversion toss of the night by Kolaros. Madhu and Banks in motion to this near side. He did step out, the ruling out at the 37. 16-yard pickup for Sammy Jaguar. Hamilton Tiger Cats are hanging around. I mean, their defense has given up some yards. They've given up the time of possession. Lost that battle so far. It's been a lot of bully by Mitchell over 300 yards, but Ken Austin's crew is hanging in there. I mean, they they finished this drive. We've got a, a ball game and a finish in the fourth quarter. Last team to win a great cup. Under 500 as long as the Ticats were this year. Didn't get to 500 till the final game of the regular season was the 2001 Calgary Stampeders. First down pressure. And again yeah. underneath the coaches were doing and has another first down to the 25. Moses Madu was the check down man. I think Zach Kolaros wanted to go to Andy Fantus, who was coming out of the backfield on the run, and he actually caught Josh Bell coming up. Watch Fantus to the right of your screen. Josh Bell, number 11, comes up to cover him, and then he gets, whoa, he's going deep and tries to chase to catch up. Zach Kolaros can't step into a deep throw in that case, so he dumps it off to Madu. Good block by their top offensive lineman, the right guard, Brian Simmons. Now Polaris is hit on his last nine attempts. A little confusion here, Banks and Polaris. And now they think that Jet Sweep has come back the other way. And there's another good pickup inside the 20. Yeah, they're talking still. Zach Kolaros is over there talking to Brandon Banks, trying to get them lined up and on the right page. They're both been, and, and Banks saying, that's, that's my bad. Now I got it. And now I got it. I got you. I just, I was on the wrong side. Kolaros has, the quarterback's got to know where everybody lines up. The protections, the fakes, the play action, it all matters for a play to be successful. Ken Austin almost called a timeout when he saw the confusion. And waited, and Kolaros got it. They got lined up. And they keep it going, second and four. Pressure again. And he throws it away, incomplete. 
and the field goal unit will have to come on. Alabama steps up. He's coming on the blitz, and it's an A-gap blitz from Juwan Simpson. And Zach Claros has no chance. He just is going to step up in there, and he's got to throw it away. Said he'd be watching the Iron Bowl last night. Didn't see much defense in that game. Asked him, all the folks in Alabama be cheering for him. He says, once you leave Alabama, they don't care. <laughs> It's about Alabama. <laughs> Medlock puts it through. The left footer gets the three back. And once again, it's a 10-point game. Calgary with the lead. James Calgary's run 43 offensive plays in the game. 33 for Hamilton. And the Stampeders have the football. They start at their 35. Here comes the heat. Taylor Reed can't bring him down. And Mitchell will throw that one away at the Ticat bench. Yeah, James makes a great point that... When the pocket has broken down, Zach Kolaris has had trouble with it, and he is a quarterback that all season long ran the ball pretty well. He finished second in the league behind Mike Riley in Edmonton rushing the football, and yet he's had trouble running it, whereas Bo Levi Mitchell is buying time, he's scrambling, he's getting outside, he's changing the launch point and really breaking down that Hamilton defense because of it. Safety Craig Butler lining up. Showing safety blitz on second and ten. He'll drop that. Mitchell stands in. And this one is picked off. Delvin Blow has the interception. His second in as many weeks. And the Ticats will take over at the Calgary 50 yard line. For the most part, Dave Dickinson and Mitchell have avoided the matchups with Delvin Blow. They've stayed away from him. They've moved Eric Rogers around. They put him in different matchups where he's been on Brandon Stewart a little bit. But this time they go to his side. There he is at that corner, the short side. Now he's gonna fall off of his man on that hitch route. He's not even gonna go to that one. He's just reading the quarterback. One of the most intelligent guys. We call him, he's a lockdown corner, no question. Maybe the best man-to-man -man defensive back in the game today, but he's also one of the brightest. Sees the game well. Up at 5 a.m. in the film room. What a story he is. A broken neck in high school. Another play college. Fantuz to catch. Down to the 40 for Andy Fantuz. And close to a tie cat first down. You heard the guys talk about trying to get some vertical passing game going here for the Hamilton offense. Well, one way to do that is with double moves. The only problem with it is you need time for receivers to run double moves. So Tommy Condell, the offensive corner, if he wants to try and run some of those curling goals or outdubs, he needs to get protection from his guys up front. Just sent in the speed guys and a little cluster formation in behind Caleros. Second and short. They send up four, but Caleros plunging for a first down. One of the guys that can maybe kickstart that vertical game and, and run some of those double moves is Andy Fantuz, who has had... Tremendous great cup experience 20 catches in his four great cup games for 279 yards been over 60 yards in every game Of course was the outstanding top Canadian in 07 when he last won the great cup with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders He wants to snap this losing streak three in a row Two catches tonight missed five games this year with a hamstring problem Just getting back up to full speed first down and Polaris gonna roll. Gets a block from Prime. 
but still has to get inside. Rose in Sinfield. Does he make the catch? Not sure he got a foot down. Trying to sell it. And they're going to rule incomplete. Does the ruling on the field is an incomplete pass. The receiver was out of bounds. Second down. Let's take another look at this and see if Sinkfield got his feet in bounds. It's like the right call. Yeah, I, I think you're right. The, the problem began for Hamilton on this play. Yeah, he was definitely knee on the white stripe. The problem began when Freddie Bishop did a nice job of getting wide and making Caleros bubble back deep. That play was made by Freddie Bishop. So second and 10, in midlock range at the moment. Short drop, bouncing around, and now delivers, and he's got bad twos again. Inside the 30-yard line. 14 for Andy Fantuz. Rich Stubler trying to mix things up. Junior Turner, right in the middle of your screen, is the only defensive lineman on this set. As Coach LaPolice mentioned on the break there, he said, these are some defenses we haven't seen all year from Rich Stubler trying to mix things up. Now, Calaris buys some time, works it around to get to 10. Fantuz and move the chains. Four great cup rings. And one of the best in the business. See what he's got here. First and ten tight gaps. Pressure off the edge. Ball thrown. scrimmage and he's gonna send him and Calaris has to continue to retreat he has to retreat there's Andy Fantus comes in looks like he's gonna get in protection and he's the screen man Calaris trouble getting it to him with Brandon Smith lurking nearby so the third trip to the score zone they had a field goal blocked and isn't that a big play in a 10-point game here in the fourth quarter and a field goal so for two in touchdown production. Second down, Grigsby. Bounces outside. He turned on the dime. And he'll move the chains. What a cut. What a cut by Nick Grigsby. I mean, it looked like he was going down on his own. He defied gravity a little bit here. Needs a break for coming. I mean, watch him break his spat to get to the outside. He's in behind Zach Kalaros, and it's a nice cut there outside of Sean Lemon. Nick Richmond. Trying to finish the drive. They hit the other six receivers. Quick hitter. And caught by Sickfield. The Buddy Jackson on the scene for Calgary. And a late flag. Buddy Jackson pleading his case. Looks like it's going against him. Is that one of a guy excited that he made the play and they're going to call him for unsportsmanlike? Objectionable conduct. Calgary number 38. Half the distance to the goal line. And a first down. 
a look. Tackle in the open field. Everything looks fine to this point. Stepped over him. You know, I, I think if Buddy Jackson doesn't look down at Terrell Sinkfield, he probably doesn't get the taunting call. But borderline. Got an injured Calgary Stampeder, defensive lineman Quinn Smith, the rookie out of Concordia, getting attention, will step up. Oh, Hamilton threatening here in the fourth. Getting tighter, 20 to 10, the lead for John Huffnagel's crew, but Ken Austin's team has a first and goal. Down at the three-yard line. Turner with the stop. Super Bowl winning quarterback Russell Wilson. Here at BC Place to check out another championship game along with David Braley. Boy, I love the way Russell Wilson plays the game. Great competitive edge. Throw the ball so well, but also scramble with it. Watching two young quarterbacks here in this game. That are really a look, a glimpse at the future at the position in the CFL. They beat the 49ers Thursday and celebrating a 28th birthday yesterday. Who celebrates tonight? Second and goal. Grigsby stopped behind a line of scribbles. Bishop. Big play by Freddie Bishop. You know, he made that play on that sideline throw to Sinkfield that was out of bounds. And he steps up in the backfield and causes all kinds of problems. Bishop again. Guy who didn't play last week in the Western Final. He just beats the block of CO Prime. A three-yard loss right down on the doorstep, and Hamilton's going to have to take the field goal here. Stampeder team has had so many injuries along the defensive line, missing the great Charleston Hughes, but next guy up for the story all season long for Calgary. So Medlock, who had one block, will drill this through from short range, a 12-yarder, and now it's a touchdown lead for Calgary. Only once this year, Farhan, did he throw more than one interception in a game. And against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Starting at the 35-yard line. Into the hands of Cornish. So far tonight. Well, he's done it tonight, Bo Levi Mitchell, when he's moved the ball, when he's had success, basically outside of the pocket and extending plays. Did that for 220 yards in the first half. In this second half, Hamilton has kept him bottled up a little bit more. And that has got them back in this football game. Ted LeBron just looking off the field for the tight pass. Second and seven. change for the Hamilton Tiger Cats in this second half and John Climby at halftime talked about coordinators and making adjustments the Hamilton Tiger Cats are going to go with three pass rushers and go with 
just that three-man pressure and drop everybody else out, making Bo Levi Mitchell be perfect down the field with the football. He wasn't in that case, and for Calgary's got a punt. Again, it's Rene Paredes to kick. Pretty good one. Real good. Off of the center, catch by Banks. 58-yard punt for Banks. Up over the 40, bounced out. And hit by Paredes at the end of the play in the Ticat bench. Looking for a flag. 4-12 to go. Are you kidding? And here comes what they're playing for. Get those, those shivers when that cup is escorted onto the field. Still in the balance. A one-possession game with four minutes to go. Third ever Ticat Stamps Cup. They split consecutive cups in 98 and 99. And both teams tasting defeat in consecutive cups over the last two years. Who celebrates tonight? Two, they think the sweep. What's another way? This one is complete. It's Luke Tasker dragged down by Jamar Wall, but into Calgary territory at the Stampeder 47. Nice block by Tim O'Neill, and he's going to work to get a throwing lane for his quarterback and Tasker, who's going to keep working. This play does not work on time, and that's where he's supposed to get the ball about five, six yards ago. But he keeps working across the middle, and Rick Stubler knows it. They had him. Calaris bounced around and found Tasker. Six catches for Tasker. 60 yards in the game. Again, the fake to Banks will come back the other way. And it's Madhu to run. Mayo right there to drag him down. Short game. University of Cincinnati was a first-team All-Big East quarterback. Zach Caleras is having a good second half. He's buying himself some time now. He had a retreat there to get a few yards on first down. He's moving around, and that throw to Luke Tasker stepped up in the pocket, found a throwing lane. We are watching a little bit of the future in the quarterback position with two good ones. Real good ones. I think we may see this rivalry for a few years. 12 for 14, 117 in the second half for Zach Polaris. He's in the big one here, second and six. Here comes the heat. Splits the D and down to the 24. Lunjay Shell saves a touchdown, but the Prairie Grip has a big Hamilton first down. Again, Austin's team down by seven, but with momentum and the football. First and ten at the Stampeder 23. Sinkfield bounces back to the inside of the ball. Batted down. Was Sinkfield the intended target? Go back to that throw to Bakari Grant that got them into this position in the first place caught the Calgary Stampeders in a stunt right here with Mayo and Jawan Simpson so that slant in behind them is why they got in this position now in second and ten what does Rich Stubler have and Tommy Condell and Ken Austin offensively 
where the chess match really becomes interesting. Second and ten. There's time, and then he's running out of it. Way of peace contact, dragged down. Freddie Bishop's had quite a game, and Corey Mace, the Port Moody BC native, helping up on the sack that will force the field goal unit on. And again, Hamilton comes away empty deep in Calgary territory without a touchdown. Red zone has been an issue. Zach Caleros has been 10 for 12 in this fourth quarter, but the pocket collapses on him. He doesn't get that throwing lane. There's Sean Lehman from the backside side. From 37 out. Midlock splits it, and now it's a four-point lead. But the coach, not happy with that. May have taken us out of an overtime possibility. The last overtime game 2005 right here between Edmonton and Montreal. Calgary Stampeders will take the ball on the 35-yard line. Three consecutive field goals for the Tiger Cats. Only by Mitchell probably with the same message that Farhan Lalji told us the last time he came out. Need more points to finish it up. Can Steinauer find a way to stop Mitchell again? Now one for five and one interception. Conventional wisdom says Dave Dickinson goes to John Cornish here. That doesn't mean he will. Do we see play action? Stack up the front. They fake the points. They go inside. And as the catch made, no. Cunningham can't reel it in. And what I meant by that was Dave Dickinson, who's called a great game. You got the best tailback in the game who's been contained here in this one tonight, but you never know when Cornish can spring free. When you want to kill the rest of the clock, you think you go into the running game. That's what history dictates, but not Dave. On first down, Dave Dickinson, play action, wide side out. Now we got second of all, and a huge down. Two possessions for Calgary, two outs. Huge play here, second and ten. Stands in, delivers, and for McDaniel, the former tie cat, with an enormous first down catch. Hamilton goes with a stunt up front defensively, but it's picked up well by an all-star offensive line for the Calgary Stampeders, giving Bo Levi Mitchell time to go to his most consistent receiver. And a smart play by Mark Gray McDaniel to make this catch on the out and then just get down. Don't put yourself in a position where that ball could get punched out of there. That old line left the league in protection, allowing just 26 sacks. None tonight for Hamilton. Here's the sweep for the back. As Anthony Parker has his first touch of the game up at the 50. So time becoming a factor here, Kent. Austin needs a stop with a minute 33 on the clock. As Orlando Steinauer, the defensive coordinator, go with full blitz here. Where if they go to Cornish, it's a run blitz. If they go to the pass game, they're getting after Bo Levi Mitchell. Here they come, second and seven. And the throw is caught, but McDaniel 
job done. They bring the heat, and Steinauer calls the blitz from the linebackers and Simone Lawrence. They're going to bring up the safety, but he's going to bail out into coverage on Nick Lewis. That's Craig Butler. He'll drop out, but it's full pressure, forcing a quick throw from Mitchell. That pulls Marquay McDaniel back, short of first down territory, and Hamilton will get the ball back. They drop two deep. Sinkfield and Banks. Would you send pressure against a, a guy who doesn't punt much? I put it in the hands of my return. There it is, a short boot. There's the hop into the hands of Banks. Down the wide side. Flag down. Brandon Banks turns the corner. And he may score. Again, Banks are down. Will this count? Doesn't look like it. And some of the tight cats back there. Deflated, know that there's no reason to celebrate. But that's what all the fuss was about this week. Put it in the hands of that man right there, and he can't believe it. Returned two for touchdowns last week, and now he has had one called back in consecutive weeks. stages with six four with the Argos two this year and there's a despondent Prior to the ball being snapped Calgary called timeout timer at least clock should be read should read 35 seconds deepest start of the game for Hamilton And they are 98 yards away from where they have to be. Take another look. Looked like he had a shot at the side. But with the hand on the five from the back of the jersey. Yeah, well, that's going to be called. That's going to be called. Here we go. Kalaris. And he has taken down inside the five. A three-man rush getting home for the Stampeders. Third sack of the game of the leading sack man for the Stamps this year. Chucks one up. That that three-man pressure. Hamilton. That three-man pressure by Calgary collapsed the pocket to a point where Calaris couldn't see two wide open receivers out to the right that had about 30 yards of running room. One was Nick Grigsby, one was Samuel Zagar. And those three-man front four front. Defensive lineman just crushed the pocket on Calaris. Brandon Banks on the bench. 
huge in a hurry. Morales steps up and throws complete. Up close to a first down. Let's see where they give Andy Fantuz. Had to get to the 22. And it looks like they've got it. So a little hope still with a couple dozen seconds remaining. The key in these 24 seconds is for Caleros to get outside so he can let his receivers get down the field. Brought down at the 32. Wonder if we're going to see Brandon Banks again. Wouldn't he be the guy you want? Uh, one of those fields right now. Is there enough in the tank? Give him one of those underneath throws and see what he can do in open field. Well, if there's a guy as fast as Banks, it's Sinkfield. See if he gets the ball. And the pass is So one more play. And they're now 56 yards away. It comes down to one last gasp for the Ticats. And it looks like Brandon Banks will remain on the bench for this last play. They got to throw it up and hope for a miracle or a penalty by the Calgary Stampeders. Fans rising to their feet. Palos buys a little time to the outside. Deron Mayo in pursuit. Calgary Stampeder football team. They've got the piano off their back with regards to postseason. A great first half by Bolivo by Mitchell. Zach Caleros had a courageous second half and got him to within striking range and a called back punt return. Courageous performance by Zach Caleros yeah, and a championship performance for Bo Levi Mitchell, who's with Farhan Lalji. Oh, Bo, you said during the week to your teammates, we haven't got it yet. We haven't done anything yet. What's it feel like to get it? Feels good, man. It feels really good that we put all in this, uh, all this hard work in. You know, there's a lot of luck involved also, but this team worked tirelessly. This coaching staff worked tirelessly, and we finally got it done. What's going through your mind when Banks has that ball and is running down the right sideline? Well, I saw that flag real early, so I knew. I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, you know where he's going. You know he's going to do that, man. You got to stop those things because uh, that almost lost us a great cup. So, our guys, we got we got to be better than that. And it already goes to show there's more back film that we can watch and figure it out. But 
Man, finally get this hey. done. Feels great. Take us through the first half. I mean, you were on fire in that half, and you really seem to be comfortable and prepared going into this game. Yes, sir. I mean, I felt great. Uh, the guys were breaking off great uh, hot routes. The protections were great. And uh, on scramble drill, that was the biggest part about the games. When we scrambled, everybody got open. We made some big plays. You've won throughout your career. You did it in high school. You did it in university. What's what's it take for a guy to be a winner at the level you've been able to win at? My teammates. I've been blessed to have the greatest teammates around, man. No matter who they are, they're so selfless. They do all the greatest things for me, man. They make me look so great out there. And, man, I got to give all those guys the glory tonight. Enjoy lifting the trophy and the confetti when it comes. Yes, sir. Thank you. Oh, oh. 24 years old, Bo Levi Mitchell now has a state championship in high school from Katy, Texas. He's got a national championship at the college level at Eastern Washington. And he is now a great cup champion. Sarah Lesky's with Juwan Simpson. Juwan just told me he thought he was going to cry. We haven't seen tears yet, though. Juwan, you were here in 2008 when you guys won Montreal. Describe what it means to you to win this one today. Uh, you know, it just means so much. You know, it's a lot of hard work went into this, blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, everybody sacrificed. You got guys leaving their families for half a year. Um, Hey, it's just an awesome feeling, you know, and it's, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Oh, man. How would you describe the game that Rich Strubler called defensively? Awesome. Awesome. You know, uh, came out, they got a couple of plays on us. You know, he had time. He told us, just keep going, keep tugging along. Uh, from day one, he told us that we were destined to be here. Uh, hey, he did his great job. Everybody did a great job, baby. He crying. He crying. Chris? 20 games for the Stampeders this year. They win 17, and they win the 102nd Great Cup. Back down to the field. Farhan Lalji with Eric Rogers. Eric, you got a number of guys on this team that have been here since 2008 and even longer. Here you are in your first year, and you get a chance to, to win this trophy. What's it mean to you? It's a great feeling, man, to bring in the Great Cup to Calgary. You know, these guys lost it in 2012. You know, I'm just happy to be a part of the team and help this team bring home the Great Cup. I'm this is such a deep receiving core. How have you been able to stand out, especially in that first half? You took this game over at times. Uh, you know, just not giving up on the play. You know, Bo going to make, make uh, you know, extra time with his feet. And, you know, I saw him rolling out, so he broke my route off, go to the corner or whatever. You know, just got to go back to the ball, make the play, and, uh, you know, keep momentum going. What about Bo? And, and he's won so much throughout his career. How much of that did he bring to this group, that confidence, that swagger? We know we got a winner back there on the center. And all in all, we got a winner. You know, he started off with the best uh, record, the CFL starter, you know, something crazy like 17 and three, two or something like that. And we know he can make plays. You know, even after that interception, he said, that's on me, don't worry about it. We're going to go ahead and win this game. And we got a first down and uh, field positions. We good. Eric, thanks for this. Enjoy it. Thank you. You know you're a well-coached football team when you play three games. This would be Eric Rogers' fourth, and you become the prime focus offensively. Dave Dickinson called another great one. Eric Rogers delivered with over 100 yards receiving. Dave Dickinson's offense came out roaring in this game. They built a 17-0 lead, and as it turned out, that was enough on this night. What a week for Dave Dickinson. Great Cup champion and soon to be a Canadian Football Hall of Famer. And I guess the questions will be, is he also going to be the next head coach of the Calgary Stampeders in the near future? Only John Huffnagel knows for sure. 
Well, 2008 was their last cup. This is a kind of a delayed dynasty like Montreal, who won in 2002, and everybody thought they were going to win a bunch. Didn't win again until 2009. Well, Calgary's had to wait. They won in Montreal in 08, and are back in the winner's circle here in Vancouver. John Hopnagel's been asked all year about the playoff failures since 2008. The postseason disappointment. The 2012 well, loss in the Great Cup to the Toronto Argonauts. Many more to go. He said it won't go away until the players prove that they can win the big one. They did that tonight. Let's go back to Sarah Oleski with John Cornish. John, there were so many questions about this team coming in just because of the playoff history recently and the lack of success. Describe this win today. I mean, I thought I think it's pretty successful getting to the Great Cup. But, you know, the season we had, 15-3, the only successful conclusion this season would be a Great Cup win. And, uh, you know, I never believed it before. I thought offenses, you know, they were what won championships, but it was the defense. It was our defense that won the championship. And, you know, uh, all the guys on offense yeah, is just crazy. But Bo Levi Mitchell, you know, the poise that he had, you know, just sitting in the pocket, doing what he had to do to get us to win. And for you to win this in your hometown, an extra something extra special? Yeah, something, you know, I wish I could have contributed more, but I knew going into the game I was going to be a decoy. So, you know, it, was, it worked out. You knew that beforehand. Yeah, uh, unfortunately it was... Uh, I, I, it didn't affect my game, but that's how it goes. Congratulations, John. Thank you very much. High school champion in this building in 2000 and now a great cup champion. As the guys hit the Twitter mirror in celebration. John Cornish had nine carries for 25 yards. Hamilton had a game plan, but as you just heard, so did Dave Dickinson. Used him as a decoy and put this game in the hands of a proven winner at every level of football in Bo Levi Mitchell. He delivered big time in the first half, survived the second a little bit. Nice adjustments by Hamilton. They need to get credit for that. Mitchell had just 19 yards rushing, but I think he ran about 100 as he scrambled to get his receivers open. I, mean, I wish I could contribute anymore. But I mean, that, that's how it goes. Hey, we need the best back. People get it. Walk up and you know say, hey guys, but that's fine. Do that. We're ready for that. This is a part as a player, you savor the moment, try and soak it all in. The emotions will hit these guys anytime now. Sensing a little relief though, aren't you? It's not the complete bedlam of jubilation that you often see. This has been a, a confident team all year long. The best team in Canadian football in 2014, 15 wins on the season. As Bo Levi Mitchell said in the pregame show when we sat him down, his high school coach told him, if you're the best team, you can only give it away. They didn't do that tonight. First team since 1987 to lose the turnover battle and still win the game. Although it was a very clean game in that regard, just the one interception. And it was a low penalty game, but again, the one penalty is going to be talked about that negated a Brandon Banks touchdown return late for the Ticats.
Ladies and gentlemen, a thrilling finish to a wild game. Time now for the 2014 Grey Cup Trophy presentations. Let's send it down to Brian Williams. Brian. All right, thank you, Rod Black. Ladies and gentlemen, the 102nd Grey Cup goes to head coach John Huffnagel and the Calgary Stampeders. Before the presentation, there's Brian Burke of the Calgary Flames here in the crowd cheering. Before the presentation of the Grey Cup to John Huffnagel, we have one presentation to be made by the Commissioner of the Canadian Football League and Matt Dunnigan. Here is Commissioner Mark Cohan. Commissioner Cohan. And the most outstanding player goes to your unbelievable quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kid's first appearance here in a great cup. How do you think of the job he did tonight? I have the pleasure, I have the pleasure of talking to both throughout the offseason, and I know how hard this young man worked, and I know how hard and the sacrifices that all the Stampeder went through over this past season. And to be led by a young man, Bo Levi Mitchell, has had success at the high school level championships, at the college level championship, and now the first time participating in the Grey Cup, he's got his first pro championship. Bo, how's that feel? Tell everybody about it. Man, the only thing that I can do is thank every single person in front of me right now. Every single person here, the players, the fans, the coaches, the staff, everybody. This one right here, this one's for Calgary right here. This is for Calgary. Bo, you seem to be so poised out there in the entire football game, playing within yourself, not just tonight, but all season long, you made it look relatively easy. Is that just, do you have a pulse? Do you have a pulse? I mean, what, how do you make it look so easy? Man, those guys, those guys around me, man, my entire O-line, they give me all day. My receivers, man, you saw the plays they made tonight. One of those guys should be up here right now, man. I cannot do enough without these guys. My defense holding them nonstop. I can't do anything but speak about you guys. It's all you right here. It's that team effort, baby. I got the best teammates in the entire world. That's what it's all about right there. That's why he's the MVP. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Dunnigan with the most valuable player, Calgary quarterback, Bo Levi-Mitchell. It is now time to present the 102nd Grey Cup. Commissioner Cohan, you're retiring soon. You're doing it for one final time. Uh, it's all yours as you present the uh, Grey Cup to head coach John Huffnick. Thank you, Brian. What an amazing season the Calgary Stampeders have had. I'm sure John Ferzani is up there looking down with a big smile on his face. It's now, this is for John. You guys ready? 
It me fait plaisir de présenter. It is my pleasure to present the 102nd Grey Cup to the Calgary Stampeders.